Take it away, Derek. What's your question? Why do you guys talk about comics so much? Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? 18 years. <laughs> Toothbrush is still fresh. <laughs> Did they have sex? Because, I mean, she Hulk, you know. Damn it, Tony. We went an entire episode without mentioning Maggot, and then you ruined it. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read him? Batman's got his little fishbowl on his head, but <laughs> Superman doesn't. Cyclops was right. Except when he was wrong. Master Bruce, you are calm. I'm going to silently judge all of you. Shut up, beast. <laughs> Shut up. Like, I've read it so many times, you know, it pretty much just crumbled in my hands. Come on, old chum. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? See, I didn't hate Hellcat until you made me read this miniseries. It was just a joke, but you made it real, Justin. No. You made it real. I, I prefer my Dazzler singing, like, Creedence Clearwater Revival songs at Australian bars. Titty discs. And <laughs> That's what to be known as from now on. Like, I'm going to go into the Marvel Wikipedia and whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> it get better than that. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? Hey guys, welcome back to another Red Room horrific, bitastic episode of Fanholes Comics. Motherfucker, do you read them? Hey, what's up, guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight. And I am not alone tonight. I am joined by two, count them, two of my fellow fan holes. Why don't you guys give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight. Hey, it's Mike. And just to be clear, that guy dressed in that costume that I used to dress in, that is not me. And this is the Ronin, formerly known as Justin. All right. Yeah. So we're here tonight. We are, as you are listening to this, hopefully, you're you're somewhere in a, a dark, secluded theater about to watch the latest Marvel movie installment of Black Widow. And as is our want, we typically enjoy discussing some kind of comic-related tie-in to the upcoming feature film at hand, and what was suggested for tonight was a four-issue miniseries titled Widowmaker, and that's what we're going to be discussing tonight, and I guess what I'll do at this point is turn it over to Mike, who's got a synopsis prepared for us of the four-issue miniseries, and then he, myself, and Justin will discuss... Thank you, Derek. Widowmaker was a 2010 four-issue miniseries. It was basically a, a crossover between the Hawkeye and Mockingbird book and the Black Widow book that was running at the time. And it was also like a stealth cancellation of both of those books because, yeah, like... I guess, like, it was originally supposed to be a crossover, like, using those books' numberings, but instead they turned it into a miniseries and just canceled both books, which, you know, sucked at the time, but, you know, in in retrospect, in, in, and I think when I first read this, I was kind of, like, lukewarm to it because I had that knowledge in my head, but, you know, and now that we revisited it for this podcast, we can, you know, we can take a more uh, critical and measured eye like towards it hey move cat cat's like rubbing up against my microphone out of the way cat out of the out way, of the way. hang on come on oh. cat is a hydra sleeper agent yeah come here hydra okay heal hydra heal cat hydra Kill one life and eight more lives will take its place. <laughs> so anyway, yes, the creative team for Widowmaker, it was written by Jim McCann and Dwayne Schwarzinski, I think if that's how you say that. Penciled by David Lopez and Manuel Garcia. Inked by Alvaro Lopez and Lorenzo Ruggiero. Lettered by Corey Petit and Nate Picos. And colors by Nathan Fairbairn, Fairbairn, 
Fearborn, maybe, I don't know, and Jim Charalamptis. This was published in December of 2010 and ran like weekly until like, I think the end of January, if I remember correctly. This is the short synopsis that Wikipedia has for all four issues, which I will now read. The death of a Japanese shield agent at the United Nations headquarters in New York City leads Hawkeye, Mockingbird, and Dominic Fortune to Saka, Russia where they meet up with the Black Widow, who is investigating the mass murder of KGB recruits inside the Red Room. Surveillance video reveals the killings are carried out by the Dark Ocean Society, led by a new Ronin, the guise once used by Hawkeye. However, before their investigation is completed, the group is attacked by the Supreme Soviets and are forced to split up. Hawkeye and Black Widow travel to Sapporo, Japan, the base of operations of the Dark Ocean Society, and Mockingbird and Dominic Fortune head to the tip of the Kamchatka Peninsula following mass Russian troop movements. The group reunites on the disputed Kuril Islands and discovers that the identity of the new Ronin is Alexi... Alexi... Is it Alexi? I think? Yeah, like Alexi Shotakov, the original Red Guardian and Black Widow's ex-husband. He reveals he intends to force a war between Russia and Japan that will restore Russia's former glory. A battle ensues as Hawkeye, Mockingbird, Black Widow, and Dominic Fortune take on a combination of the Dark Ocean Society and the Supreme Soviets. During the battle, Hawkeye receives a critical blow to the head. Black Widow, however, manages to take down her ex-husband with the help of the Supreme Soviet member, Phantasma. And then they all head home. The end. So yeah, like like I said, when, when this miniseries first came out, like I bought it off the shelf because I was following Hawkeye and Mockingbird. And I knew, like, I was kind of pissed off because Hawkeye and Mockingbird had been canceled with issue six. And this, like, was kind of like, you know, they were, they were uh, I, I almost felt like they were going to reboot it or something afterwards. And I, I think my speculation at the time was after this miniseries, it was going to become Hawkeye and Black Widow. Because, you know, like, they obviously they were movie stars at the time. So, like, it, it, you know, they were going to combine both books. But obviously that didn't happen. But... Like, I'm curious, like, when was, when did you guys read this? Was this the first time you guys read this, or? This, this was the first time I had read this. I think, I think previously, I probably only read the, the Hawkeye and Mockingbird book, because you had us read it for the show, and then this I didn't know about until you mentioned it. But, I mean, you can, you can pretty clearly see, like, this would have been, Hawkeye and Mockingbird 7 and 8 and would have been Black Widow, you know, whatever numbers it was on at that point because the 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 right, you know, the creative teams shift from from part 1 to part 2 and then part 3 to part 4 and everything. So that's that's pretty obvious that it would have just been a, you know, one of your standard kind of crossovers that goes through, you know, two different titles but they sort of just repackaged it as a, a as a mini series. What about you, Justin? I I think it was you who turned me on to this. Like I think I think you mentioned it and by the time I got into it, like I think the second issue was already out. So I read those two issues and then I read, you know, issue three and four. So I, I have you to thank for when I read this back when it came out. Nice. I'm great. <laughs> I, I do have a little question for both of you guys. Since this is a Black Widow-centric show, like, do you remember the first time you encountered the Black Widow? I I think, and this may already be documented somewhere in this podcast series, but I'm pretty sure the, you know, what if Wolverine was an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. was probably the first time I encountered the Black Widow, or at least that's that's my earliest memory of it where you know she was she she was in the issue she had the long hair like she did kind of like that george perez design for marvel fanfare and then you know midway through the story you know the hair gets in her way and wolverine lops it off with one of his claws and then she kind of has that i guess you know short-haired kind of uh you know frank miller look for lack of a better term for for the remainder of liefeld's you know, what if issue or whatever, but I, I'm pretty sure that's the first instance I remember being introduced to Black Widow. I actually don't know when the first time I read, like, 
probably the for whatever first appearance of black widow i read like it must have been in a like a back issue i had like probably like i know there's probably a i think it's like a uh lee ramita jr uh issue of i, I mean just ramita ramita senior i should say uh issue of amazing oh, spider-man okay. where he meets the black widow and i think that's actually the first time she gets her like cat suit or whatever and like I remember reading that in like a reprint of like those issues, and like I remember you know her showing up in like uh, Len Kaminsky's Iron Man, and like she you know she I remember reading Avengers back issues where she was in the gray suit with the short hair, yeah, yeah. and yeah like I don't know, like it's it's funny to think of it like nowadays where she's like you know obviously a movie star and whatever, but. Like, I feel like Black Widow was, like, for a long, long time, she was kind of a second-string Avenger. Like, she was never really, like, you know, you you can barely... It's it's weird to say for people, like, you know, not in the know, but she there was a time where she wasn't, like, an A-list Avenger. Like, she, she was kind of, like, a backup member. You know, she wasn't even really interested in being an Avenger. And, like, you know, like, so, like, I had that view of her for a long time until, you know for until they you know decided to bump up her profile but i mean i it's not like like i've i've never like i know justin you're like a big fan of hers but i i've never like you know like i think i think she's fine i think whenever she shows up it's cool but like i've never i've never had a super affinity for her i guess i think for me the first time i encountered her was uh an issue of daredevil somewhere in the 90s like not not the era, but like the issue wise, because that's when she was a uh, you know frequent partner of Matt Murdock. I, I don't remember what issue it was, but I just know like you know my uncle gave me some comics and it was an issue like that was missing its cover. You know, he just he bought a big lot of comics and he it didn't have its cover, so he just gave it to me and it's like oh who's this? And I was I mean I was immediately drawn to her because she's a spy. And I've always been a big fan of spies, you know, especially like James Bond type stuff. And then, you know, she's a redhead. So, I mean, it's documented on this podcast, like ever since I was a very young, I've always been uh, especially fond of redheads. So it's like, oh, she's a redhead and she's a spy. Cool. <laughs> I just kind of, any anytime she popped up, I was always interested. And it, it always seemed to me kind of like what Mike was saying, you know, they weren't really sure what to do with her because she was in Daredevil for a long time. And then, you know, she would always pop up like in Iron Man or, you know, maybe a few issues of Captain America. And then she'd be like with the Avengers for a little while. And then she'd run with the champions and yeah, then yeah. hanging out with maybe Nick Fury. And then they just kind of, they just didn't know what to do with her exactly. And then here comes the movie and she's like suddenly now uh, thrust into like the, uh, the A-list squad, I guess. Oh, there, there was multiple reasons like I, I finally landed on this like as a like Black Widow tie in show. And like, first of all, like, you know, it, it involves the Red Guardian who was going to be in the Black Widow movie. And second of all, I think by the time this comes out, um, a new Hawkeye miniseries will be out. And uh, it will also deal with a new Ronin, like on the scene, who is Hawkeye has to discover the identity of and stop. How and I just, know? yeah, exactly. I just wanted to like review this series because that's where the like this uh, this is all that's the premise of this series as well. And you know, I don't want anyone to be like this. Yeah, like this is a totally original idea. Like you well, know, even though I'm a, I'm a big fan of the character, you know, Derek and I were discussing this offline. It's like. It's hard to pinpoint a a well-known Black Widow arc, or or at least something that's easily digestible and and you know discussable, like podcast-wise. Like we had trouble ourselves coming up with something. Yeah, yeah, because you you I mean you guys have have mentioned it pretty succinctly, but you, you know other than her status as a a movie star as an Avenger, right? Like the the, the other things you can point to is you know, she was Daredevil's girlfriend, you know, it was, it was Daredevil and the Black Widow, right? Kind of like Captain America and the Falcon for a number of issues. And then outside of that, it was, she was a member of the champions, right? Like, I mean, I can't think of anything else other than, you know, her status as an Avenger. And I mean, you can point to like, there, there were, there were instances where she had solo 
outings, you know, but those were in things like Marvel fanfare, maybe, you know, stuff like that, where, you know, maybe it's not the first thing you think of immediately, although things like that might be, you know, might have been a, a direction we could have gone in. But this is, I, I think this is interesting, like, for, for a number of reasons, but, you know, I, I could appreciate, like, Mike being a fan of Hawkeye and then, you know, having been in on this series just because it concluded an ongoing series that he was reading. So there's that aspect to it. And I, I can understand why it'd be bittersweet, too, because, you know, it's kind of like, you, you, it, it, it's an interesting terminology, too, and I feel like I've been exposed to it more and more, but this whole you know, stealth canceling of titles, you know, like, like, like it, it's an interesting terminology and I keep hearing it used more and more where it's like you, you, you're you a fan of a title and you don't even, re- it's, it's funny in, in today's information age, you know, it's like the, the, the notion of either preserving the surprise of a release by having a quote unquote stealth release of a, a DVD, a toy, or whatever, you know, comic, whatever it is, like, you go, ooh, I didn't know that was happening. And when it's a cancellation, like, that's that's a little more kind of like they're trying to cover something up or, like, sweep it under the rug or something or, or pretend like that was not a, a failed endeavor, I guess, right? Like, that the sales weren't so low, you know, or, or the, the notion that they're trying to, A, repackage this, and B, give it like a new number one to hopefully boost the sales of, you know, but I don't know, like what, I mean, I, I, I would imagine you were mainly following this because of Hawkeye, right? So you, you, you were following the James McCann book, but then the, the Black Widow book, I imagine you were not following on a regular basis or anything like no, I wasn't. No, what I was shocked to learn when I looked into that Black Widow book, that's her first solo title, like 2010. Like, that's her first, like, ongoing book. Like, I was like, there had to have been other Black Widow books, but I guess not. Well, I mean, there was there was the Marvel Knights thing, but I don't think that was really her, right? That was Yelena, wasn't it? Yelena, yeah. Well, I guess that that kind of goes with what I was saying earlier that she was until she was a movie star she wasn't really you know a list I guess. Well, and then and then there's the argument like I mean I mean I guess you could argue that the Daredevil title was her title for a long time you know but but it wasn't just her sole title either you know so. But yeah, like and like you know I generally i i do like this miniseries and like like i said i I think i've said in the like hawkeye and mockingbird show when we talked about that series like if i ship hawkeye with anyone it's mockingbird and like now that kind of like continue even though they're kind of broken up at this point that kind of continues here where you even have like natasha commenting on like where it's like oh my god like you two are made for each other like you know it's ridiculous and but so like i i enjoy all that i mean uh, i guess like it kind of like this is the last we kind of see of that because you know bendis wants to do his stupid like spider woman and hawkeye like story uh-huh. and so yeah so that lasted for a few years after this and then like you know this this series ends with clint basically getting like a concussion and that leads into like the Hawkeye blind spot mini series, which Jim McCann also writes where like, and it, like, I think I said when we talked about Hawkeye and Mockingbird, where Jim McCann was constantly like trying to like clean up Bendis's messes during that series. And that continue. And he, he also like cleans up future messes of Bendis basically like in, in Hawkeye blind spot where the the blow to the head that Clint gets at the end of the series eventually like leads to him starting to lose his sight in that mini series. So then what Jim McCann does is like, he has Tony Stark invent like a pair of sunglasses for Clint to use to like, you know, so he can keep his sight. And that like explains the stupid sunglasses in like Hawkeye's new costume that like he gets in like new Avengers or whatever. Mm. So, yeah. Um, so speaking of Hawkeye's gear, I did have a question about something in this book. So and I kind of forgot about this until they mentioned it in the book. So Echo gives Hawkeye the Ronin outfit 
but I I don't remember like where did Echo get the Ronin outfit? Because I I only read that New Avengers Avenger stuff like once, and it kind of they don't explain that. Like this, <laughs> like I guess this is again Jim McCann, you know, cleaning up Bendis uh-huh. messes or whatever. But that he basically like makes Ronin a previous like identity from like mythology or whatever, and says like, oh, there was always a Ronin identity, and that's where Echo got it from, and that's where you know Alexi gets it from, and like I I don't think Bendis ever bothered to explain why Echo was running around dressed up as you know in this costume. I I remember that was like the big, you know thing that was discussed at the time it's like oh who is ronin like we don't know it's like it could be this person it could be that person and then at the end it's like oh it's echo or oh, okay but why i i never understood i think, the why I think everyone wanted it to be daredevil but yeah then then they i guess because everyone expected it to be daredevil they kind of just didn't do that so everyone got fooled you'd exactly yeah I don't know. Like, I think, like, let me let me go into this topic then about the Ronin identity in general. Like, I think it's a cool looking costume. Like, uh, you know, Clint could do worse than look like a cool looking like ninja or whatever. Like, but what do you guys think of like the Ronin like identity? Like, I like I think without this kind of like backstory that like Jim McCann adds in for it, like it's kind of you know it's just something that looks cool and like you know obviously it shows up in avengers endgame so like but i never even even though it showed up in a movie and now you can say that ronin is a movie star so it's like gonna be like a you know permanent part of like you know hawkeye mythology for all the normals now or whatever but like i never really like you know i just thought of like it as a phase like he went through like when you know when he was goliath for a while and then then it was like you know when bendis was writing him he was a ninja for whatever reason whatever like but now i guess it's kind of like a you know a thing like i don't know what do you guys think of like the ronin identity in general i i like it because it kind of to me, it always, well, I like it, and to me, as far as Hawkeye goes, it tied into, like, his backstory as far as being trained by the swordsman, and that's an element I always thought was, that's an element I always thought should have been used more. It's like, you know, Clint was trained by the swordsman. Swordsman is a master of swords, so I always thought it was a little odd that Clint became a master of the, the bow and arrow as opposed to, like, the sword. And so I always was like, I mean, I didn't want him to change his main weapon. That would take away who Hawkeye is completely. But I always thought it would have been interesting to see him like use bladed weapons more often. So when it was revealed that he was Ronin, I was like, well, that's cool. Because that ties into his past. Like, you know, like during that era and to this day, like I still am grumpy about stupid decisions that Dindus makes. So I was like, you know. That was good. Like that was a good idea, Bendis. In spite of yourself, because that I, I, I'm sure Bendis has like little idea about that backstory or even who Swordsman is. But I was like, you know, I can buy into that. I think it's a cool suit. And then it's something I never really thought about as far as costumes go, because you know, superheroes get costumes redesigned all the time, but usually they just show up with something new, and you don't really. Typically, you don't get an explanation for it. It's just like, hey, here I am, and I got this cool new costume. But in this case, I think it's something that kind of does need to be explained. Like, where where did it come from? Uh, I don't know. At this point, I'm kind of more interested. I'm like, well, who gave it to Echo and why? And I I don't know. I don't think that was ever explained anywhere in, unless unless it was in that Bendis Moon Knight book that was awful because I know he I want to say he killed her in that but then she came back I don't know I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like <laughs> yeah. st- I'm trying to recall like hazy Bendis stuff that I only read once and you know tried to forget but yeah like I, I think the identity is cool I like the costume and I like how it ties into his past with the swordsman who is well documented that I like the Ronin identity always kind of reminded me of the way they had Eric the Red over in the X-Men. Like, it's something that's, it, it, for me, it's interesting because the the identity is 
more important than most of the characters that take it on. And I think usually it's only brought to importance. Like for me, the only reason why the Ronin identity is important is, be- and this is no, I'm, I'm not trying to uh, disparage Echo or anything like that, but it's just to me, it, it's of the most importance because Hawkeye took on the identity. So to me, Hawkeye is the more, you know, Clinton Barton is is the important character who has taken on that identity. Like, the idea that other people, whether it's, uh, you know, Red Guardian or Echo, have, have had that identity in the past, like, that's fine, and that can be interesting, I think. And at that point, the Ronin identity becomes its own separate sort of, mantle that can be passed along which which is interesting but i i think for me i i think it was only important in the sense that it was an identity that that clint barton took on for a little while and 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 i think is that that's uh what is of import in this mini series too it's not so much it, it's that ronan a ronan is running around doing these things and most people think it's Clint Barton, thus, you know, conflict ensues, you know, like, so that's, that's what's the important piece of the story. I see what, yeah, like, I agree with that. Like, it's funny, Justin, like you said, like how, you know, the Ronan identity, you can link it to the swordsman, like, like a nod to him being trained by the swordsman. But again, I think it's like Jim McCann's first, like, Hawkeye and Mockingbird miniseries, A Reunion, I think it was called, like right when she came back from Secret Invasion, where he was still Ronan and he teamed up with her, where she's like, I think she's the one who points out like, oh, I see why you're using swords because you were trained by the swordsman. And then like, like, again, Jim McCann is trying to make sense of like stupid Bendis nonsense. <laughs> Because then she's like, but what about the nunchucks? Like, that doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, I then, forgot he used but, nunchucks, yeah. Yeah, but then, like, like, like Clint's like, well, the nunchucks are, like, you know, a dedication to you. And, like, he combines them, and it makes a bow staff. And she's like, oh, you're sweet. Like, so, like, again, like, mopping up Bendis, like, nonsensical shit. But <laughs> I was going to ask you, Mike, because I, I think this is something that you've mentioned in the past. Like, we... We kind of know Justin likes James Bond stuff and spy stuff, and we know that's why he one of the many reasons he's fascinated with Black Widow as a character. But I mean, you you've kind of gone on record as you know when 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 we bring up characters like say I don't know like the Suicide Squad or you know things that have that kind of espionage or political aspect to it you know the the secret agent aspect you know you you've mentioned you know enough in the past that that's not exactly your cup of tea it's not like it's not like you hate it but that's not necessarily the bread and butter of what you come to superhero comics for so like in the sense that this is combining say hawkeye which is like one of your favorite characters and then combining black widow and and some of the predominant themes of this crossover have to do with you know super secret spy stuff like it it, was that another kind of bittersweet aspect of the stealth cancellation that 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 it has that layer to the story to it or or did did any of the black widow elements entice you to you know check out more spy type stories no like i would say that And I think I said this before, like when we did our Hawkeye and Mockingbird show, like I I latch on even further to like like Clint and Hawkeye in these stories because he's kind of always like, well, I'm not a spy. Like I just tag along like, you know, with Mockingbird and whatever. And like I'm totally out of my element. Like and like I guess I kind of like, you know, that I relate to that basically. And, you know, it's it's not they're still doing superhero shit so it's like it it doesn't have that aspect like that kind of bores me like like i suppose i didn't like it when nick spencer did his like secret avengers series and hawkeye and mockingbird and black widow were all a part of that just because like hawkeye like it was mostly all spy stuff 
and Hawkeye was like treated as if he was like all like in on it and stuff when that's never been the case. Like he's never been like, you know, big on it. Like he's just, you know, he, like I said, he's been tagging along with Mockingbird and like following her lead. So like, I, I don't have a huge problem with it, but yeah, like, like you said, it's, it's kind of some, sometimes that kind of stuff, especially when it gets like, you know, like, espionage and like corporate espionage and political like sabotage and stuff like that that kind of bores me but this i don't know like because it's so like superhero focused like you know you've got you know the the head spy master is dressed up like a ninja i mean you've got like crimson dynamos flying around like people in costumes like it doesn't seem too like spy heavy to me i guess yeah yeah i i i almost feel like phantasma is like the last vestige of this kind of, you know, super sexy looking kind of comic book design characters. Like, like, cause it, it seems like, you know, today it's like, everything's gotta be, you know, I was looking at a tweet where it was like somebody drew power girl, but the, the boob window was all closed up. And I, I forget what, what hashtag they put, but basically the notion is okay. Fanboy, like there, there's, you know, Today's the modern age, so there's no there's no more boob window for you, basically, right? And and like I I feel like this one, you know, it's like the the phantasma design. It's like you know this kind of you know satana goblin queen esque. You know, it's like this kind of you know cut open. You know, basically you you pretty much see their bare you know midriff and chest and all that other kind of stuff. Whereas I, I don't think that that would be something that would necessarily be done, you know, today or whatever. So there, there's, a, it, it's interesting because some of that stuff is on the cusp or whatever. And like, I was, I was kind of interested in the, the differences between like the art styles and everything in the, the two different books essentially, because I'm just going to kind of refer to them as different books, but you know, the David Lopez art, like, there's there's a lot of good expressions. It almost reminds me a little bit of like a Kevin Maguire type style, you know, like the the, the facial expressions and things. So it's I, I find that kind of interesting and everything. And and I I for the most part like I enjoyed you know both styles, even though they're kind of vastly different from one another. I I I did pick like my my avatar for tonight. I don't know if you noticed, but it's when you know. Red Guardian sitting there and he's revealed so he's he's maskless or whatever and the volcano's about to erupt in the background and everything and the reason why I singled that out is because like that's so like like a, a Jack Kirby dark side pose where he's got like the wild wide eye on one side of his face and the, the scrunched eye on the other side and he's just it's almost like he's he's behind a fire pit of apocalypse or something but it's, it, it cracks me up because it's just it's just Alexi behind the volcano that's erupting, you know, like, so I, I don't know, like that, that I thought was kind of funny. And then as far as like the, the black widow aspect, it's like Manuel Garcia. Like, I, I think, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I, I feel like I kind of preferred his style, at least in terms of the, the, you know, like if, if it, basically if you like, you put a gun to my head and said, Oh, you got to pick which one you like better. Like, I, I don't dislike either of the styles, and, and they are pretty different from one another, but I think if you if you force me to pick, like, I think I enjoyed the style of Manuel Garcia in the, the you know, I guess the widow half of the stories, just because I, I don't know, it, it seemed a little more frenetic, and I, I kind of liked the, the action and the poses more than, I guess, the the expressions and things like I felt like I felt like that one was a little more action friendly to me. And, and, and I thought it worked, you know, best for the, the, the story in general, but I, I, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on any of those things. I, I really like David Lopez's art, but yeah, like I, I do appreciate Garcia's like style as well. Like, I think, I don't know how well the styles meshed, but like, since it was two like artists that I both like enjoyed, like, I guess I didn't really, you know, dock at any points for that, but, and I guess like I can see how Garcia's art fit for like black widow's book 
and like you know lopez's art fits for hawkeye and mockingbird's book so yeah like i i liked both styles i think i might prefer lopez a little more just because i was more familiar with it but you know i i i guess you know i'm not gonna dock them points for you know for just being different i don't know if i mentioned this before in the past but the the other thing that kind of threw me off was like they they seemed to take dominic fortune and make him look like Bo from shira to me for some reason like like instead of what <laughs> i'm used to dominic fortune looking like like the heart, the heart on his chest or... well i dominic fortune's always had like stuff like that but like but i mean like like he's got like the stash and everything like i i don't know like like i i'm not used to Do- dominic fortune having a stash but i guess they they threw that in there to sort of distinguish him from like other characters probably or something like that but i i guess i'm just not used to it because he, he kind of looks like either you know i don't know like like he's trying to make dominic fortune look a little burt reynolds ish or or like or like what's his face from the the, the guy trying to romance marissa fairborn in the uh transformers episodes or whatever you know like like that kind of vibe i guess but you know I, I guess i was just never used to dominic fortune looking like that i guess it's like it's like if, I, I guess my my thought is if tony stark was in this story dominic fortune would look like he always looked but since there's no dark-haired mustache guy in this story you know like he gets to appropriate that kind of look i guess i do i do like that like you know obviously like clement barton is usually you know of, tries to avoid killing and stuff but like I, I like how he doesn't complain in this mini series like when dominic fortune like shoots some of those guys or whatever where he's like okay we're fighting outside an active volcano like there's no time to be you know like to any flim flammery so yeah i was gonna ask about that because i was kind of like well clearly the guys in the, the dynamo suits are all dead that they're playing hopscotch with when the volcano erupts right like like because they're they're just doing leapfrog and surfing those guys armor i'm like i assume there's still people in there at some point so they're just like surfing like you know people that are either horribly burned or or must have just died from you know this this the sheer stress of the eruption and or submersion within something that's you know beyond the 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 heat index of uh, what a human being can handle. No, they they even say like they're like you know they're all complaining because they're like oh there's no cooling system in this armor. And they said oh yeah, it's not important yeah. like uh, those yeah. guys are toast. Yeah, yeah. they are literally toast. <laughs> I did like and and maybe this is uh, prescient or whatever, but like I like I like the in the opening when Hawkeye's kicking the guy. Out, out of his snowmobile and making Return of the Jedi references because he's leaping from, like, one speeder to another, essentially. Like, when he, he says, I guess you guys never got Return of the Jedi, huh? Well, do yourself a favor. When you finally get the movies out here, only watch the original trilogy. So I was kind of <laughs> laughing yeah. about that because I'm like, I'm like it, it may predate the new trilogy, but I feel like it's happening. It's applicable no it's matter what. Ageless, what yeah. yeah, it's ageless. It's like the original trilogy is the original trilogy, and, and you know, don't don't watch the others. Like <laughs> this did kind of remind me of re like rereading this is like I I'd, I'd like I'd accept an apology, Ronan, like for Marvel Legends, like a comic book apology, Ronan. Now, like you know that that first Toy Biz Ronan isn't too bad, but like I would I wouldn't mind a modern one. And I mean, they could give him like Clint, like Alexi, and whoever this new Ronan's gonna be, like head alternate heads or something. I, I wonder if they would do the sculpt justice of the the i guess the key or whatever you want to that's call true it. they like, might like late be lazy and just reuse someone else's like legs or or the yeah, yeah the torso or something yeah but i mean if, if they if they did that I, you know you'd want them to do some nice sculpting on it then and, and and like you said like the the multiple heads thing is kind of a cool way to get more than one character out of it right like you could give it an alexi head or you could give it a you you could do some 
crazy echo head or you know what whatever you wanted right so like i like i in general i pretty much like i like i said at the beginning like i i think i read this like in a like when i originally read this i was kind of defeatist about it because i was like oh man this is i like i want mockingbird and hawkeye to go on but this is pretty much supposed to be like the end and they're, they're like because I, I remember at the time they were kind of like oh no we're gonna do this miniseries and then you know we'll see what happens like you know they won't give you a straight answer and i'm like well they, those books are canceled like but like but now like rereading it like i like it like you know like i taking it on its own like i think it's a solid four-part miniseries you know it it continues like, you know, the Hawkeye and Mockingbird sort of series in a good way. I mean, Black Widow comes off as cool. Like she she has her own agency. She's like, you know, ahead of everything. Like, I, I think, you know, the the Ronan identity is cool. And I mean, it it is kind of menacing looking. So it makes for a good like bad guy, like or an antagonist villain, you know, whatever. And, you know, in a vacuum, I still enjoy like I, I enjoy it. I, I think it wraps up a little quickly, maybe like I think that last issue was really fast paced. And, you know, he just, you know, Natasha just kind of tricks him once and then he gets shot. And then that's the end of that. Like and like all the ninjas yeah, disappear I, I, or whatever. But you, you feel like they were under the impression they were going to have other issues to do, like uh, a couple pages to sort of follow up on the events of this to to kind of take you out of it. But but clearly they never got that chance. So the the end of the miniseries, I agree with you, it does feel pretty abrupt as far as that goes. Like they they don't really give you a a reasonable epilogue, you know? Because and and I I think. You know, for me, to be fair, it's probably because they thought they were going to have other issues of Black Widow and Hawkeye and Mockingbird to do that with, I think. This is interesting because I was curious. I was looking up, like, what, what has Red Guardian been up to since this miniseries? And I guess they've retconned it that the Red Guardian who shows up in this miniseries was an LMD. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. And I guess, like, the real Red Guardian died and whenever he's shown up since then has been a LMD or a clone or something, but I don't know, maybe that's just Wikipedia hearsay or something, but that's what it seems to say on his, in his, on his Wikipedia entry. But then again, you know, technically the black widow that is currently running around in current day comics is a clone. So, cause she, she died for reals in secret empire and then, yeah, for really, really real. We agreed never to discuss. Yeah, well, I know we just agreed never to d discuss that again. Yeah. But, but you know, then that um. I'm like, meow. Hail Hydra. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Meow. <laughs> Hydra Kitty yeah. says no. But you know, after that, like they had that Tales of Suspense mini series where Hawkeye and Winter Soldier was were like looking into Black Widow's like death and. Like, she shows up again, and she's like, oh, no, like, the Red Room has all these clone bodies, and my memories were all downloaded into them, and I'm back. Like, you know, the end. I, 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 I mean, I was glad to have her back. Like, I would hate for her to be killed off for a couple of years in that really shitty event. But that explanation left a lot to be desired, because, I don't know, I mean, yeah, it's the Red Room, and you could basically pull rabbits out of your hat, I guess, but that, the cloning thing seemed a bit much to me i don't know they they just didn't properly explain it a lot, a lot of times they leave stuff like that hanging like even like tony stark nowadays is like he's all like going back to drinking because he's like not real quote unquote not real or whatever like he's a duplicate with like ai brain patterns or whatever and like friggin captain marvel apparently killed him at the end of another mini event that we're not supposed to talk about a uh, civil war too but whatever i don't know like even even like Rhodey is in, in a clone body at this point technically so at least he's not freaking out yeah exactly he's he's still like i think he's still okay i don't know i feel like they do that and then they like sweep it under the rug or they don't like they're not they don't give a solid enough like conclusion or explanation to the ramifications of that so well let me ask you this if they were to use the red room cloning idea like 
in the movies to bring Natasha back? Like, would you, like, how would you buy into that? Would you like that or not? Like, do you, do you think that would diminish her sacrifice in, in game? Uh, maybe. Like, I guess the movies, like, I want to say the movies aren't, like, as bad as the comics in terms of, like, you know, bringing people back and, you know, but, you know, in some ways they are. So I, I don't think, like, I would bat an eye if that's what they decided to do. But, you know, maybe maybe it would cheapen Endgame a little. I just I, I do find it funny, like what I was saying, though, speaking of like Endgame and like, you know, Ronan and whatever, I do find it funny that like, you know, the normals like, you know, whenever when Ronan showed up in that first trailer and they were all, you know, people who like have only read a Wikipedia entry or whatever are like, oh, yeah, like Hawkeye goes through some dark shit and he becomes Ronan. And that's why he's like all dark and shit. And but if you've actually read the stories and stuff, it's just like, oh, this blind girl gave him a ninja costume and he was like, cool, bro. And that was it. <laughs> oh, this is the best. Yeah. Oh, man. Look at me. I'm a ninja. And Bendis is like genius. Oh, did I say blind girl? I meant deaf girl. Echo is deaf. I didn't mean to be insensitive. I only mean to be insensitive towards Bendis. <laughs> Damn Bendis. Damn Bendis. But yeah, like I, I assume since we we don't have a whole lot to like saying negative about this that you guys like enjoyed this miniseries. So yeah, I, yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. it. I don't, I don't have. If I can make some recommendations, like if you have not read a whole lot of Black Widow stuff, like I would recommend the Mark Wade chris samney uh, comic i think there were two volumes of that like that's a really good book and for something to avoid do not read black widow daily origin because it's really bad and basically the plot is black widow has been infected with some kind of kooky spy virus like she was infected with it years ago or something and now she has to go back and like give everyone she ever slept with like an antidote so it's like she's going back and she's like, oh, here, Bucky, here's your antidote. Uh, Wolverine, Hercules, Daredevil, Iron Man. I don't know. It just it left a really bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> that sounds like that SNL bit where it's like James Bond has to call all oh, his yeah. old partners. It's like, James, you have like every STD like ever, like, you know, discovered. Like you have to call everyone you ever slept with. Like but um, yeah, don't don't read Daily Origin. Is sweet. So yeah, I think I think is that it. Derek, do you have any other final thoughts, Derek? Or no, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I I enjoyed the the mini series. I'm I'm glad we read it. And and uh, yeah, if you're if you like Hawkeye, Mockingbird, or Black Widow, I would I would give it a go. All right. Well, if anyone has any comments, questions, and or concerns. You can email us at fanholspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to check out the backlog of our episodes, you can do so over at fanholspodcast.blogspot.com. We are on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, retweets, reshares, and etc. that we receive. And we can be streamed on such wonderful things as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. Excellent. Alright, and this is Derek Derek WC Dasvidanya signing off. It's Mike signing off. And this is Justin signing off. Nostrovia.
There's no cooling system in this podcast. <laughs> we better not. <laughs> and we're always re- we're always recording by a volcano too. Me and Hawkeye, Secret Brothers, original trilogy is the only trilogy. <laughs> yeah, watching. I liked that.